it is 8.70. And if you weren't relying on it to provide you with protection, you probably wouldn't choose to live on this volcanic plug jutting out into the River Clyde. Not that you know it's a volcanic plug. You just know you'd rather be living in the castle here than out in the villages surrounding what we now call Dumbarton and, in Scots Gaelic, translates to Fort of the Britons. I don't speak Gaelic, and I'm not going to butcher the pronunciation. You look out over the mouth of the River Leven and over to Kirkton Hill. You're trying not to look off down the Clyde because if you do, then the air of eerie calm that you feel as you stand here and look out over your home, the seat of the kings of Alcla, is going to shatter into tiny pieces. Because you know if you look into the river, you'll see them. The longboats, the brightly coloured sails fluttering in the gentle summer breeze, the figureheads all fire-spitting dragons and vicious dogs. The Vikings have been sitting on the river for months now, King Arthur thought they might turn tail and flee when it became obvious that you weren't going to give up the fortress at the top of Dumbarton Rock. But here they are. And here they'll stay. This is Scotland. A podcast about history and where we made it. I'm Michael Park. It is a few weeks later. The dead of night. The lower part of the rock is burning. The Vikings have attacked and you've retreated to the upper part of the fortress. King Arthur thinks it's all a bit embarrassing, to be honest. People have been taken. There's hushed whispers among some of the higher nobles, those that didn't want to end up stuck between the Norsemen and the Alcla lands towards Partick and Govan. They say that everyone the Norsemen take will be sold as a slave in Ireland. Oh yeah. They're Irish Vikings. Vikings from Ireland. Well, they're Viking kings from Ireland called Eivar and Olaf. They're not Irish, but they do live in Ireland. And they know that if they take the rock, they'll have a free run down the Clyde to many precious treasures in central Scotland. They're so convinced of the importance of this one fortress that they've sat out here and waited for almost four months. Nobody besieged fortresses for four months, certainly not Vikings. But here they were, and now they were inside. You reflect that whoever built the fortress at Dumbarton Rock probably thought they were really clever. But here you are, up in a high fortress, looking down on a bunch of sweaty Viking warriors. Some of the nobles think you're pretty safe. But the nobles don't have to go and hauf water up the steps every day from the well in the lower part of the enclosure. The nobles don't have to go and hauf water up the steps every day from the only well in the fortress. You have no water. It's done. Game over, man. Game over. And yet, you feel that eerie calm wash over you again. Because faced with the inevitability of the fall of Alcluth, the rock of the Clyde, you know that there's nothing you can do but accept your fate. It's only a matter of time until the Vikings hold the rock. 
until the capital is moved further up the Clyde to Govan and Partick, and until you're taken back to Ireland, aboard one of two hundred ships, packed full of slaves. As for King Arthur, no one really knows what happened to him. Two years after the rock fell, he was dead, assassinated on the order of Cosantin, the King of the Picts. But people argue about whether he was being held in captivity in Ireland, or if he was ruling as a Viking puppet over the new kingdom of Strathclyde. As for the rock, the Vikings held it, and then they didn't. With its location at the mouth of the Clyde, it was vital to defend the waterways from, well, Vikings. So they burned it to the ground. And the rock doesn't appear again for almost 300 years, when it returned and became once again an important royal fortress. There is still a castle under Barton Rock today, more a stately home than a fortress, but there the rock stands, jutting out into the Clyde, looking down on the River Leven in Leavengrove Park, watching with interest as Dumbarton FC play football in its shadow. The rock may fall, but the rock still stands. You've been listening to Scotland. It was written and produced by me, Michael Park and is a production of Be Quiet Media. The title of this episode is, of course, a song by the amazing Kid Canaveral from their album Faulty Inner Dialogue. It's not really about this specific period of history, I just felt like you should probably go and listen to the album. The music for every episode of Scotland is by a man who never wears a horned helmet, Mitch Bain. You can check out more of his work at mitchbain.bequiet.media. Jamie Mowat does stunning illustrations for us, which you can see in our episode art. See more and buy some prints at tidlin, T-I-D-L-I-N.com. Scotland is supported by Chris Lingwood and listeners like you on Patreon. You can get loads more from us for as little as $2 at patreon.com forward slash Scotland History Podcast. You can find out more about the show on our website, scotland.bequiet.media, and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Scotland, a Scottish history podcast. Thanks for listening. Look after one another. Wear a mask. We'll see you next time.